Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Underway in hour number two, it's Joe and Donnie Raider on the early line. Series six channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. The diamond. It was popping on the diamond yesterday, Joe. <sighs> just not for my Philadelphia Phillies. What a run last year. I guess I can always remember last year making it to the World Series because the Phillies seemingly must have partied all, all season long as they open up 1-5 and five now after another loss to the New York Yankees yesterday. Now, the Yankees, 4-2 all six games at home. The Phillies, 1-5. All six games on the road. The Phillies did have their home opener rained out today, so they have another day to stew on this. Nola wasn't that bad. Now, when he came out of the game, some runners left on base, and there you go, two-run shot, and away the Yankees go with the victory. But on the opposite side, that's two really good starts out of Garrett Cole for the Yankees, Joe. Ridiculously uh, good starts here. And I yeah, listen, I can tell you right now with your Phillies, too, that was a hell of a start by Nola, uh, too. I mean, yeah. they gave up the run early, but other than that, it was all goose eggs, uh, guys. I mean, it was uh, that was a much better Aaron Nola than what we had gotten in Texas, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. but there is no doubt that uh, Cole is much more locked in. And I'll tell you, maybe the thing that as a Yankee fan, Donnie, that I was so forget about the Cole and and what he's done to have Clay Holmes come into the game uh, late there in a relatively close matchup yeah. and not walk six guys and strike out three. I think that was impressive. Um, the fact that he came in and just struck out uh, the side there. That's going to be big for the Yankees because that was the Holmes that we had early last year, and then. He got hurt, and then we lost him, like above the shoulders. Like, he had no confidence, and then you didn't know what you were getting late in games. If that Clay Holmes sticks around the Yankee bullpen, yikes, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, good start for the Yanks there. Also, another good start, which seems like every single yep. year for us here, with the Tampa Bay Rays, 6-0 and on the season, 3-0 and on the road, putting away the Nationals, 7-2. A great performance again by Shane McClanahan, 2-0 and now on the season with an ERA of 1.50. The question we always have with the Rays is, do they have enough offense to get by? Their offense has been very good here, Joe, early season. This is exactly the same lineup from a year ago, guys. I mean, we it's exactly the same team, just, you know, that much better this mm-hmm. year here. I, I mean, the middle of that law, when you got Franco in there, you got Diaz up at the top. Uh, as <laughs> You got Ramirez, Mark. They can just rotate guys in left and right. And my goodness, not to mention what they can do with the pitching staff on, uh, you know, what some teams have to struggle, Donnie, to go, well, what do we do on a fourth starter? Like, oh, we got to go to the bullpen. They're like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we're good. We got uh, how many guys you want? We'll go three innings. We'll go two innings. Oh, yeah, that's all right. We're already up four nothing anyway. So uh, 
uh, we're good to go. It's a scary team, but as we've seen in years past with Tampa, there will be a lull in this, Donnie, at some point for them. Um, the question is, are they going to already have 30 wins before that happens? Yeah, it's a good point you bring up, too, because when we take a look at the Major League Baseball landscape, we always know the Rays are on the forefront of, like, the metrics, as we like to say, or the analytics yes. here. Some of the analytics are taken away here with the shift and, you know, what you're supposed to do in that environment. We'll see if they hold on, but certainly if the Rays went 0-6, we'd be screaming like, ha-ha, see that? Computers don't play the game. Now that you can't use your computer, you can't win games. That's not the case. The Rays are 6-0 and here, certainly opening up 3-0 and on the road. That mm. certainly bodes well. Also, another team here that looks dangerous here in the early season is the Atlanta Braves, who they sweep over the Cardinals Oof. as we welcome in the radio audience. You're watching and listening live to the early line on a Thursday morning here, Series XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. It's Joe Ranieri, it's Sonny Wrightside. The Braves, look, we, it's not like we didn't see this one coming either. The Braves are really good. That's come alive yesterday. Score a couple runs early. Use that bullpen late, and it's working like a charm. Big win by the Braves over the cards yesterday. Well, I mean, look at the top of that order, right? Acuna, two for five. Matt Olson, three for five and a homer. Riley, two for four. I mean, you go down that lineup, they got got some mashers. Uh, A little concerning here for the Cardinals as what was uh, supposed to be their ace, right? Uh, Mikolas got lit up again. He got lit up in the first game against Toronto, uh, yeah. and he got lit up again. I mean, he's he's got an ERA now after two starts, Donnie, hovering around 10. That is not great uh, news there for uh, the Cards. So hopefully he'll be able to figure some stuff out because uh, it has not been a great start to the season for them by any stretch. Yeah, it seems like one of those automatic IL stints here for the pitcher who doesn't pitch well for his first two starts. Something has to be wrong. Even if it's not, you might want to sit him down for a couple days to certainly get right here. I'll tell you who's not right, and that's the Mets on the road here as the Brewers pull up the sweep. And also, some of the things that you look forward to, it wasn't really a save situation here. Adovino gives up the home run here in the loss for the Mets, but that's also another reason where you're trying to juggle and see who's going to be that closer of the New York Mets. And certainly when your top closer goes down, other guys get pushed into different situations. Situations. Tough moves there for the Mets as they get swept out there by the Brew Crew. Yeah, especially when you got a guy coming out squaring around trying to bunt uh, and get himself on and then uh, fell behind the count and had no choice but to swing. And Adovino was nice enough to fork one over so he could park it and end the game. Uh, but I get 3 2, I believe it was also the count. It was a full count. Uh, but listen, it's early. The Mets have not played well in Milwaukee, guys, since 1986. They'll be fine. This has just never been a place they have actually done well in, Donnie. Yeah, I hear you. Doing well yesterday. Finally, Jacob DeGrom with a nice bounce-back start from opening day as the Rangers beat the Orioles 5-2 and improved to 4-2 and two all mm. of those games at home. We were supposed to have a stacked deck here in the afternoon on Thursday at Major League Baseball. Some rainouts, but that doesn't matter. We got you covered with the rest of the games. Come on back. Mm. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. 
because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Major League Baseball. Let's get after it today, Joe. Some fun out there. Now, granted, this is why we have opening days, Joe, in northeastern cities with a built-in day off because rain sometimes or cold weather enters into the forecast like it did. Three games in the northeast are postponed today. One, actually, in, I guess, the upper Midwest, you could say, Minnesota. How about this? There's no rain in the forecast out in Minneapolis today. But wind chills mm -hmm. below 30 degrees. That's not fun, Joe. I think it's sold off fastball. How's that feel on your hands with that bat, Joe? Think it feels good? Yeah, I don't listen, Donnie. If it uh if it drops below 60 degrees, I won't go golfing here in South Florida. So I won't even leave the house. The heat goes on. So no, I remember those days where it reverberates like right through everything hurts, uh, right through the bones in your body. Uh, and the last thing you want to do is uh is is playing more of that. So it's a rough go of it for the uh, the old teams in the Northeast here early on. But good news is uh, it should only be, what, another two months worth of that? <laughs> yep, see that? In the Northeast, we don't play baseball. <laughs> Down in South Beach, iguanas fall out of the tree if it's 72 degrees that. or below. So watch out. for Forget about falling bats and balls. Watch out for falling iguanas here. <laughs> Let's get to some games here today. Boston and Detroit. This game's going to be a chilly one. 50 degrees anticipated, so I guess it could be balmy considering what some of the temperatures would be in Minneapolis, Minnesota today. But if we're looking at matchups here, and again, we don't have a lot of things to go over because most of the pitchers may be one start. The batters, let's just say lefty-righty splits right around 20 at-bats. But the one thing that we do know, looking for Boston going up against Turnbull, early season returns, they should have success. Chris Sale through one game, 19 batters. He didn't do very well versus lefties or righties here. So if we take a look at matchups here, for me, Boston has the advantage. And I got a couple of hitter prop parlays that we could put together. But your initial thoughts today on Boston and Detroit first pitch one Ted today. Well, um, listen, we know sale, right? It's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see uh, what yep. happens here. I've been looking forward to seeing what uh, Spencer Turnbull, oh, coming off that Tommy John surgery, right? I think this is his actually first home start uh, yeah. since 2021 here. And there was a lot of, Donnie, if you remember the hype around Turnbull, there was, um, you know, he had he had some quality stuff. Then he ended up having to go under the knife. So we'll get to see him here. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he has too, because Detroit, you know, you always got to look at teams like Detroit, uh, in situations like this, Donnie, and go, all right, is there, they're always going to be a dog. The value is always going to be on backing them. Uh, and the, it starts with certainly uh, the starting pitching and whether or not Turnbull's a guy that we think 
uh, we're going to be able to trust here uh, moving forward. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he has here at home in that first start in, uh, in, in a long, long time. By the way, if we're just he only's had 18 batters that he's faced so far in the season for Turnbull. The right. XFIP comes out to just over 10. K percentage not high, walk percentage too high. Lefty right. righty splits too because Turnbull's a right-handed pitcher. Lefty's a 582 yep. weighted on base percentage against him. Righty's a 785. So if you're trying to focus in early season who's doing well, Verdugo with the 313 ISO power number gets right-handed pitching. Mm -hmm. Devers 250, Duval 500. If you put those three, Joe, in a hitter prop parlay here, each to get at least Ooh. one base hit, it plays out at a plus 154. So something to watch, maybe put them in late RBI. Uh, prop something like that that would make some sense but again we're so early in the statistics here if this were august or july and we were talking about turbo with a 10 x fip what would the number be in the game 11 and a half 12 and a half as a run but obviously those numbers certainly are going to calm down next game we're going to take a look at here the san francisco giants and the chicago white Sox on the mound here for the Ooh. giants wood on the mound for the white Sox. lynn this game lines up as a slight favorite here for the white Sox at a minus 146 price and a total also of eight here any thoughts on the Giants and the White Sox today for you, Joe? Yeah, um, I, the Giants are, I did not expect them to get, I mean, well, listen, I mean, Cease pitch yesterday made them look bad. Lance Lynn actually has not been, uh, has not been bad uh, early on. You had a chance to watch him a little bit there in the World Baseball Classic, right? Came in his first start. Uh, I think he went uh, just over five innings uh, there. I thought he looked real good. I, I like the top of the rotation here uh, for the Chicago White Sox uh, team. So uh, it's uh, maybe strikeout props might not be a bad way to look here uh, early on, uh, Donnie, in this one uh, with Lancelin and Alex Wood, actually, uh, for that matter. I think uh, also has an ability to be able to uh, strike some dudes out here, and uh, if the number is, I don't know, anywhere in that five to six mark, we might uh, we might have a bet here. Yeah, some things to take a look at. Again, in the way too early in the season, because we don't have a lot of statistics, Lance Lynn, mm. six left-handed batters he faced. Again, it's only six, but a 437 weighted on base percentage. He's actually been mowing down early in the season right-handed batters to the mm -hmm. tune of an ISO power number of zero. But if we're looking at the lineup today, anticipated once again, uh, Peterson and Yashremski, two lefties in the lineup for the Giants, looking to be in that four and five hole. 429 ISO power number through 16 at-bats versus right-handed pitching. And then Yashremski, 462. Two ISO power number through 15 at bats here against right-handed pitching here. So if you line those two guys up, pays about a plus 140. That's just to get a base hit apiece. So something to look forward to there. Let's take a look. Toronto and Kansas City yesterday had an RBI prop on both guys. Uh, two guys in that game. It was Bichette and also Chapman. Each to get an RBI. One of those guys came through, so it was plus money came through. But I'm actually interested here in this because the eight is listed here as a total. It's going to be Gaussman versus Lyles. I expected more offense between these two teams. And I guess I could say I expected more offense from the Royals because it looks like they're dead to rights early in the season. Any initial thoughts here on the Blue Jays and the Royals today? Yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I thought for sure we would have gotten more offense here in these last couple of yeah. games. I mean, 3 nothing last night, not exactly what we thought was going to be some sort of a crazy, uh, crazy game there. But Gaussman, uh, I mean, Jordan Lyles, we know. Uh, we saw him, I believe, with Baltimore, was it? And uh, Baltimore does a really good job uh, with pitchers. And uh, so far, so good here. For Lyles, I, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe just maybe 
uh, the first five in the under, uh, Donnie, might be the way to look because, yeah. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The, they're, uh, neither offense is in peak form. We're not getting uh, the kind of um, the kind of hits, the, the barrels that we thought we might be getting. And Gaussman is a known commodity. I mean, we know what we're going to get with him. So uh, I'm thinking maybe a first five under might not be a bad way to look in this one. Yeah, if we take a look at Lyles on the early season, only 23 batters that he has faced. His XFIP is around seven, doesn't K a lot of guys, walks too many. And that's really what folds into the XFIP. How many fly balls you're giving up, how many guys you're right. striking out, how many guys you're giving free passes to. Uh, from the right side, he's faced 13. Again, Lyles is a right-handed pitcher. 13 guys, that's a 414 weighted on base percentage. So if you try to line it up and say, well, let me pick out two right-handed batters here from the Toronto Blue Jays. Bichette's got a 511 weighted on base percentage against right-handed pitching here through 16 at-bats. And Matt Chapman's got a 640 weighted on base percentage through 12 at-bats against right-handed pitching. Maybe you line those two guys up and can have some fun with that. I believe that one's around that minus 125 price. So not plus, but that just shows you the level of those two guys of what they've been doing against right-handed pitching here. Another game we'll take a look Look at here on the docket. That is the Nationals and the Rockies. Gray versus Freeland. Colorado Rockies a minus 152 favorite here. A total listed at 10 and a half here. And again, that's Colorado. That's why it's high. Yeah, uh, possibility of uh, a snowstorm uh, uh, could ah, uh, could erupt here at any point go. here in Colorado. So I think that's uh, that's always fun. But the reality is, I believe this is the first Colorado home game, Bonnie. Um, they have been on the road. Uh, it's been a, a tough yeah. start here on the road. And we know, historically, not exactly a great road team. But you know where they are really, really good, Donnie? At home. Uh, and I don't yeah. see that changing anytime soon. So it's the Nats. If the Rockies can't beat the Nats, they might as well just fold the season now. So, yeah, I'm expecting uh, Rockies and good things here. Yeah, watch out for Blackman, Chrome, McMahon, and Montero in the middle of that lineup doing damage against mm. right-handed pitching early in the season. But yes, watch out for the weather today across the landscape. More Major League Baseball talk next, including some hot topics in baseball. Stay with us right here on the Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
baseball is the topic of conversation here on the early line for this segment. A couple games and also a couple of hot topics. Now, we will get to the hot topics, but there's certainly a hot game here. Maybe, Joe Ranieri, an NLCS preview here between the Padres and the Atlanta Braves. Set to be first pitch at 720. On the mound today, it's going to be Snell and Strider. Two really good pitchers here. The total listed at eight, a heavy favorite for the Braves here at a minus 168. They're coming in red hot from taking on the Cardinals. What are some looks today for you for the Padres and the Braves? Well, it, you know, when it comes to Snell, we know we know this without a doubt, right? If he's got mm-hmm. control early, uh, that is a great sign. If the walks are coming or, you know, they're getting to a lot of three and two counts, um, then things start to go south for Snell uh, rather quickly. We also know that the rule of thumb is never allow Snell to see the lineup a third time. So that will either happen, he'll either be out by the fifth, depending on how many pitches he's throwing, Donnie, or he'll be out by the sixth if it's going really well. But the bottom line is Snell is never going to work the lineup three times uh, through. Strider, is uh, he was phenomenal last year. What else can you uh, say about this guy? This has got, I feel like, uh, strikeout prop for him written all over it. But it's also something I think of Snell early on um has control uh we know atlanta well they can pretty much hit just about anybody but snell has done a pretty good job so i'm thinking maybe just maybe we look for uh a team total and we look to go under here the padres uh line in the first five so i think uh the number is what through two and a half maybe uh for their team total one and a half for their team total i'm not thinking yeah Uh, The Padres have a ton of success against Strider early in this one. Take a look at the weather conditions down in the Big A. 80 degrees Mm. looks like at first pitch. Light wind blowing out the left field, but also 33% chance of precipitation here. Sort of gets lower and lower as the night goes on, so we'll see if there might be a delay to start the game, but it looks like they should be able to get that one underway. Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks out on the West Coast here. This game is going to line up May versus Kelly. The Dodgers, a minus 152 favorite here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, a total of eight and a half. And team launch angle, as I always used to dub the Los Angeles Dodgers, looks like back into effect here against right-handed pitching, which Merrill Kelly is. Early season returns. Bets ISO power numbers. Right-handed pitching, 214. Will Smith, 538. J.D. Martinez, 294. Outland, 583. Taylor, 300. And even Jason Hayward getting into the mix with a 500 ISO power number. Get used to it. The Dodgers as a favorite. Yep, once again tonight, Joe. So Merrill Kelly, in, interestingly enough, and and I think we we can look at Merrill Kelly and be like, dude has been absolutely solid here for Arizona. He's had a real solid career. The problem is, uh, in 13 career starts against the Dodgers, he's 0-9 with a 5.64 ERA. Donnie, um, it is not good uh, to say the least here. Whatever it is, the Dodgers they just own Merrill Kelly very hard uh, to look. Uh, at uh, the Arizona side in this one, I would look. I, I think they got a better shot once they get to the bullpen, actually. So I would look uh, Dodgers early in this one because that's what they do against Merrill Kemp. For whatever reason, they see it better from him, and the Dodgers have just owned them. If that ain't broke, I'm not fixing it, Donnie. 
Yeah, it's going to be hard. They're usually those parlay pieces here. A lot of people just load up on the Dodgers, and rightfully so. It seems like they're always coming in that favored role. The lineup looks great. But again, it's Major League Baseball, where even the worst teams in baseball typically win one out of every three games. We'll watch that one as it plays out. Now, typically, Joe, we'd be over, going over about another three to four games today, but a lot of those have been rained mm-hmm. down. So it gives us a little bit of extra time to have a little bit of fun here. How about this one? A Babe Ruth bat sells for $1.85 million. <sighs> this bat from the 1921 season, which is over 100 years old. But the fact of the matter is, you never know really what you buy sometimes. Like, hey, this is a Hannes Wagner signature. This is a Babe Ruth signed baseball. This is a Babe Ruth bat. Yeah, we'll take your word for it. How do you authenticate those? Sometimes it's tough to do. But how about this? Pictures taken of that 1921 season show some divots and some marks on the bat, which line up with the baseball bat that went up for auction. And as everybody knows, your grandparents say, hey, and they, this bat was probably used in the backyard multiple times. Some people had no idea what they had. Hey, you know what? This looks like a bat that might be interesting. Let me take it to auction. And almost $2 million later, Joe. Well, it, it's kind of hard, you know, I'm, I'm shocked that they were able to authenticate this because usually cool. um, if you pick it up, it's like a tree. That's how much it weighs, guys. <laughs> it's a 44-ounce bat. Think about Man. this. 44.6 ounces is what Babe Ruth swung. Um, if you try to pick up a 32-ounce bat, some of you right now, you're like, wow, this thing weighs a ton. Yeah. 44 and a half ounces uh ridiculousness uh it's so funny how we can still come across right even in 2023 donnie people are like oh what's this oh look at this where was this side oh let me dust it oh yeah it's a babe ruth bat that he used at the polo grounds of all places in the 20s uh unbelievable but the the idea that he was swinging a 44 and a half ounce bat in the back in that day is just un shows you just the the pure strength that he had didn't look it but the pure strength he had is ridiculous yeah, in the early 90s, we're swinging the Black Magic aluminum bats, like 3330, 30, 34, 28s here. And this guy is using an absolute tree trunk. No wonder the ball went distance. You're good enough to, or, Exactly. Strong enough to swing that bat if you could make contact, my goodness. And certainly that went a long way. And by the way, just to think back in like the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, how many kids in the backyard were playing with Babe Ruth signed baseballs here? And like, hey, Babe Ruth gave me a bat or, you know. Lou Gary gave me a bat, and they just, you know, they end up in the trash or the dog chews on them here. But this crazy. one actually made it through and is worthwhile at this point, which is crazy. Let's move on to other Major League Baseball news. We'll actually keep it in the city of New York. Verlander gets MRI results to the positive. Not ready to come back, but still able to throw. When you take a look at the Mets landscape Ooh. now, they need all the help they can get. And maybe if this was a sliver of good news, the Mets will certainly take it. Yeah, well, they better take it. Uh, but that is good news uh, for them. And uh, I'm glad to see. Uh, listen, they, they invested money into him. And, you know, who are we to say he's not worth it? I mean, we, we said the same thing yeah. when he missed the season, right? Came back from surgery with Houston. And we were like, oh, what's he going to be? Is he going to be? You're going to be a Cy Young pitcher. That's what he's going to be. So um, I am not sticking a fork in Verlander by any stretch, but I, I'm kind of with you. The sooner he can get back and help this team, it'll be nice. Uh, and and hopefully Scherzer figures this thing out. There's still a great one-two combo, Donnie, if they're healthy and if they're firing. If they're not, 
then they become an albatross around the next uh, the next of the Mets, and that's not a good situation either. But I'm not at that point yeah. yet. No, I'm I'm with you there. And also, most people in our shoes looked at that deal and go, that makes sense for Verlander. Very short-term deal here, still healthy, still pitching as a dominant yep. fashion, as opposed to going long-term with a lot of money on Jacob deGrom. But we'll see how it plays out here. Also, where do we stand here after week one in Major League Baseball? Any surprises coming up? Tampa Bay sit there 6-0. and The Guardians, who are actually out of my fade list this year, 5-2 and on top of the Central Division out in the American League. The Texas Rangers, 4-2. and And how about this? Take a picture of this because we don't know how long it's going to last. But the Angels are actually four and two on the season here, Joe Ranieri. Good vibes in that Angels locker room, huh? Well, if it's going to require Otani, uh, you know, in his second start to throw 118 yeah. pitches uh-huh. uh, for you to be able to get to that point, it still only went yeah. six innings. Um, but listen, hey, uh, we've seen this from the Angels before. Um, but so far, so good. I mean, I, I you should be optimistic uh, there. The fact that they didn't win his first game against the A's and lost 2-1 is mind-blowing. But Otani is going to be Otani. And unfortunately, what's going to happen, Donnie, is right around the July time frame, you and I are going to have discussions uh, all up into that point of, so where is Otani going? Uh, where is he getting traded to? Who's signing him? What's going on? Because if things go hard left, he's going to push his way out of there and something's happening here uh, before the end of the season. And he may not be in an Angels uniform uh, by the time the season ends. So I think that is always going to be a topic of a conversation for us throughout the trade deadline, right up until it. In, unless this team is rattling off wins, uh, and a lot of them, Donnie, yeah, we're going to be talking about Otani in a different uniform a lot. Yeah, talking about some uh, things here in the National League East. If I would have told you, if somebody would have told me, Joe, and says, hey, by the way, man, the Nationals are tied with the Phillies through six games. Like, man, break out the Nationals here. Didn't expect that from them. No, we actually did. They're one and five, and so are the Philadelphia Phillies. So we'll see if that changes over the next week to week and a half. But also on the FanDuel Sportsbook, some of these markets – Hey, on the move, somewhat. You're taking a look at the MVP awards here. Ronald Acuna Jr. sits up top at 7-1 with his start. Juan Soto still at 7-1. Now, look, there is a long way to go. But even in the American League, Shohei Otani still at that massive distance between himself and Aaron Judge at a 2-1 to price. Any looks here in that MVP market, or is it just like, come on now, let's let this thing play out at least 30 days here to see what we got? Yeah, so far, Donnie, I'm not looking at any of those guys at the top and the and the chalk and going, boy, that was, oh, this is going to be rough. I, I think it's playing out according to what the market thought it was going to play out thus far. Uh, but again, a lot of baseball left to go. But I don't think there's any real big surprises where you and I are going to be like, wow, they, we should have had this guy in the con. And eh, that's all. Plenty of time left here. Let's get a couple of starts under the pitchers first, shall we? Exactly. Alcantara here in the NL Cy Young market here list at 5-1, to one, followed by Spencer Strider, who's going to be pitching today at 7-1, to one, and then out in the American League. Certainly, Garrett Cole has been sensational to start the season. He's the favorite right now in the clubhouse at the FanDuel Sportsbook, sitting at a 6-1 to one price, followed by Jacob Oof. DeGrom. The NBA tonight, the early line, Donnie, we got you covered next, including a same-game parlay at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
It's that time again. Time to start thinking taxes. But this tax smart move for 2023 could make it less painful. Open and fund a Fidelity IRA before the tax deadline. You could reduce your taxable income in a traditional IRA or get tax-free withdrawals in retirement with a Roth IRA. Plus, there are no account fees or minimums to open an account. Get started at fidelity.com slash IRA. No account fees or minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The playoffs are coming. The playoffs are coming. Everything means that much more until we get to the playoffs. April 11th, I believe, is the start of the play-in. April 15th, round one starts. But before we even get there, yesterday came up a little bit short in my same-game parlay. Tonight, we are going to cash in big. The FanDuel Sportsbook same-game parlay right now. Who's ready to win some money? These two guys right here. So let's get after it. I'll go first. Heat and the 76ers tonight. That's where I am looking. And I also need help from both sides tonight. Let's take a look. Joel Embiid on his march to becoming an MVP. I need 25 or more points out of him tonight. Jimmy Butler, who loves to put on a show against the Philadelphia 76ers in Sixers land. I need him to get 20 or more points tonight. And then James Harden making it easy for Joel Embiid down on the low blocks, feeding him consistently to get at least 10 assists. When that does happen, Joe Ranieri, I'm taking down a plus 136 same game parlay. What do you have cooking tonight? Oh, don't hate that there here. Remains to be seen uh, who's playing on either of these teams. Cracks me up, though. Uh, All right, I'm going to go to, let's say, oh, yeah, up the road, I-95 North. We're going to go to Orlando here tonight. Uh, And I like this game overnight, taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, because I suspected this line opened up last night, Donnie, (laughs) plus four for Orlando. Uh, But uh, looking at it, they just played the other night and Cleveland ended up getting its 50th win on the season. So the question you have to ask here is, what in the hell would Cleveland play anybody for in this game? And the answer is, they're not. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, out. Darius Garland, out. Jared Allen, out. Evan Mobley, out. The entire damn team is out here tonight, which now at 7-7.5 doesn't matter. Orlando, young team, but the coach even said the other night um we are not giving up this team wants to win they want to finish with a winning record at home uh they win tonight they'd be 21 and 20 and oh yeah um this is the final push for a very special rookie of the year uh player his name is Paulo Boncaro uh he's got a couple of more games to make his statement here and get that rookie of the year he's averaging 20 uh 27 and uh and and four I believe on the assists he did just do against Cleveland starters he dropped 20 points and a 10 rebound he had a double double 
I don't see any reason why that's going to change when they're sitting everybody tonight. Expect Boncaro to go off and expect Oak, uh, Orlando to win this game by double digits. No sweat there. They'll get the final win in Orlando in a bright future ahead of this team. That's for sure. There you go. And if we take a look, the perfect segue into that game between the Cavaliers and the Magic, this is the stuff that we like to talk about. Not because we think it's going to be a competitive game, because some teams jockeying for position, some teams not doing that, some teams looking forward to the offseason. You have a little bit of a case at both here between the Cavaliers and the Magic here. But if you're lining it up, this is what makes it interesting, too, because sometimes we talk about the early bird gets the worm. And in the NBA, more so, it seems like than any other sports league, mm. you have to understand how the evolution of the roster works right back-to-back -back games who's going to play in this one these games come out with the lines if you know or at least have an inkling of i think this is going to take place this is a grand slam home run because as you said getting four points now mm -hmm. minus eight and a half points as a lot of vibes joe it's like week 18 in the nfl where you say okay the computer runs it through and says this team's favored by three well they're not favored by three when all of their starters basically are going to be on the bench and that's what you're getting here in this game yeah, I mean, they, they've already assured themselves they're locked into the four seed. The top five seeds in the East, guys, are all locked in. So nobody is playing for anything. Um, but, you know, they just played, and this is the other interesting, right? This was part of, this is the second of one of these home-and-home uh, back-to-back situations. The Orlando gave them a pretty good run there a couple of nights ago, but Cleveland wanted that 50th win, right? They wanted to hit that benchmark, and they did. Now, there's nothing to play for here, but yet Orlando and all the quotes coming out of Orlando, including from their coaches, do not expect a letdown over these last couple of games. Uh, Boncaro's going for that Rookie of the Year award. He's planning on making his statement. I mean, if the dude did a, you know, had a double-double against Mobley and Jared Allen and company, uh, what is he going to have against the backups now of Cleveland? I think it's going to be a monster game. And they've already, they're not playing for ping pong balls in Orlando anymore. They're playing to, to get better and actually win some games. And I think they win this one going away here, Donnie, going away. Yeah, good vibes for that Magic team. We'll see. You know, add a couple guys in free agency. That team matures into next year and also yep. playing well at the end of the season. Sometimes it doesn't equate to victories overall, but you know you're heading into the right direction. Nobody's talking about the Magic next year as, oh, let's just throw the season away. So something to keep an eye on here. TNT game here in yep. Philadelphia. The Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Heat on the road, 16-23 and 23 overall. The Philadelphia 76ers, 29-11 and 11 at home. And you're right. If you look at the standings here, there is a cushion on both sides between the Sixers and the heat the heat still have a lead where it's like okay do we need to win this game sure we would like to if we lose is it disaster not the case at the FanDuel sports we're taking a look here as the sixers as a slight favorite in this game some of the player props in this one jimmy butler 24 and a half james harden 19 and a half joel Embiid, 31 and a half how do you approach this game or handicap it where not a lot is on the line both teams would like to win or is it just a simple fact is hey let's cement Joel Embiid as the MVP who cares if we win let's make sure he gets 35 tonight well and I don't know that they're going to do that either and this is not exactly the team that you just want to assume you're going to roll the ball out there if they have something to play <laughs> for uh and uh, and he's just going to get 35 so I you know listen part of me it would be shocked if Philadelphia rolls out anybody uh, in this one, or at least Embiid, uh, because quite honestly, what does it matter uh, to the Philadelphia team? Now, Miami, listen, they watched Atlanta win last night, and they also watched um, Brooklyn win. Now, Miami does have a, still a shot 
of uh, being able to get themselves out of this play-in game uh, and get themselves into that number six seed. But it, it won't matter if they lose this game uh, here tonight. But I'm not even going to look at side because the money's already come in on Miami. This opened up at five and a half, Donnie. We're down to four and a half uh, now. So which tends to, uh, you know, leads me to believe that maybe just maybe uh, one or two guys might be taking a night off for Philadelphia. Uh, the reality is, though, I'm looking at the total um, because I believe uh, five of their last six head-to-head matchups, Donnie, have all landed under the total. And it makes sense. This is the number two and three defense in uh, in the NBA this year. We're also talking about two teams, number 27 and number 29 in terms of pace. Uh, you've got a Sixers team that's gone uh, under in four of their last five. Uh, the defense is starting to get ramped up here by everybody involved. And if the starters are going here on both sides, which at least for Miami, we know they will, Hey, uh, this is not a game that gets to be a shootout by any stretch of the imagination. 220 and a half. It was 221 and a half last night. It's already started to come down. I'm all over the under uh, here, Donnie. This is going to be a rock fight at best here. I don't think they sniffed 220 points in this one. Get excited for this one, Joe Ranieri. The Trailblazers and the Spurs, a lot to play for. Yeah, not nothing to actually play for. Both of these teams certainly <laughs> shutting it down for the season. And here's my favorite part about it, too, because we are handicappers. We are gamblers. You go to the FanDuel Sportsbook and say, let me get some player props in this game. Who can we look at? Zach Collins and Malachi Ooh. Branham. That's what we're down to oh, here that's... between the Trailblazers Ooh. and the Spurs. I don't even know how you cap it or what type of performance we're getting, but if you have an angle, Joe, let the people know. Yeah, you know, Don, I'm looking at the Portland uh, injury report. It's three pages. Um, I'm yeah. not even sure who the hell they have left that's not on this list uh, here right now. Which, uh, oh, Kevin Knox, I, I believe maybe he might be oh. prob uh, probable tonight. Oh, wait, wait, Ma Matisse Thibe? No, 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 he's he's doubtful too as well. I have no idea who any of these people are on either of these two teams. So uh, this would simply be one bet and one bet only. Over. Because we're not going to get any defense here, Donnie. Just bet the over and be happy with it. There's going to be 280 points. Next game up, Thunder and the Jazz. Technically, Joe, <laughs> the Jazz still have an opportunity to get into the play-in. We don't think they're going to get there. But the one team that has a legitimate chance is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They come into this game at the FanDuel Sportsbook, favored by six and a half points and a total of 238. Is this one of those where mm. you just say one team needs it, the other one, ah. But it still is a road game here for the Thunder, who need to win by margin and are only 15-25 and 25 on the road this season, Joe. Well, you know, listen, we just saw them. Uh, it, it's a must win, really, in many aspects for both of these teams that have any aspirations of making the postseason, right? So uh, OKC would love to be able to play spoiler and knock Utah out here. But Utah just went to overtime without marketing, without Jordan Clarkson, without Walker Kessler mm -hmm. against the Lakers, right? So I would like to say that they're they're punting here on the rest of the season, uh, but they're not. And that's the big question you have to ask. All right, who is out for Utah? Is it still going to be Colin Sexton? Is he out? Is marketing out? Is who's in and who is out for this Utah team? And uh, the, the only question I ever ask with uh, OKC uh, is SGA playing. If he yes. is, yeah. <laughs> then boom, then they're good to go. Then it, that would be a look that I would take here. But 
everything is relative. What are they laying? Six, six and a half here? I mean, my goodness here, Donnie. That's a big ask on the road for OKC. Um, almost maybe even look OKC first half. Uh, to come out, uh, expect uh, a renewed effort here, and then if the altitude kicks in in the second half, well, at least you can say uh, the you know you had them in the first half and not the full game. One thing we do know, Joe, is if SGA is in the game, pencil him in for thirty plus points. Absolutely. We'll see how that one plays out here. Now, a game, Joe, that we probably thought would be a monstrous game looking at the schedule maybe a week and a half ago, not really so monstrous because everybody's really locked into their seating, the Nuggets and the Suns. Now, if you flip over to the FanDuel Sportsbook, you take a look at the lines, the Suns are a heavy favorite here, minus 7.5 points, a total of 223. But if you try to look for the tab of player props, specifically mm -hmm. player points, there are none because we're not sure who's playing at this point now. And that's because we're not sure who actually wants to play in this game or needs to play in this game. How do you approach this game? Is this a Suns easy victory with the Nuggets just turn over? Or do the Nuggets actually have some pride and run Nikola Jokic out there? What do we look at from this game? Well, I mean, who knows? Is Jokic, does it make any sense? I wouldn't be playing Jokic yeah, the rest of the yeah. way. I, Jamal Murray yeah. also, so, you know, only played seven minutes in that last game with his sprained his, uh, his th like, so if I'm Denver, I'm not rolling anybody out there. Um, they are looking for a right. I think the, the game is one, right? Any sort of combination here, they're going to secure yeah. and clinch the number one seed one way or the other. And meanwhile, Phoenix... You know, they, they are rolling out their guys because they're trying to get into a rhythm here. There hasn't been a lot of minutes on the floor with this Phoenix Suns version uh, that we're getting here with Booker and Durant and Aiton and Chris Paul. So um, they're trying to head into the playoffs on a roll. I can't see them doing anything but rolling over a shorthanded Denver Nuggets here tonight. Play-ins, Joe and Erie. Start early next week. Playoffs late next week into the following, and away we go to see who's going to cut down the nets and be an NBA champion. I don't know how much we're going to get out of tonight from a what should have been a marquee appearance from the Nuggets and Suns, yeah. but we're certainly going to watch, tune in, and have some fun. I'm going to close this episode down next, talking a little Ravens football. But Joe and Erie, Wednesday, Thursday, will we fired up? Masters today? Feeling good? Do it. Let's get it done for yeah. Tiger. Not to make the cut. Cash it. Oh, did I say that out loud? There you go. Ow. He's a hater. Joe Neary's a hater out here, people. Stay tuned. Coming up next, listen up. We'll close it down on the early line for Thursday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSC SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. 
She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. All right, final segment of the day here for the early line on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Today, Donnie Wrightside and also Joe Ranieri carrying it through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens and the rest of your Sports Grid Day. The Masters is underway. And how about this? An amateur, Matthew McLean, minus one, leading the early charge here. Tiger Woods tees off at 10-18, and we'll find out if any weather conditions have any problems here with some of the leaders here, or also maybe a big ticket can cash because of some uncertain weather conditions. We'll keep an eye on that. The NBA tonight, who's in, who's out? That's certainly what we're paying attention to. And also, Major League Baseball, we expected another monster afternoon of baseball, but it turns out four games have been postponed, so we're down to about a half dozen games here, so something also to keep an eye on. But this morning, sometimes the NFL still weighs heavily on our minds, particularly with a certain Ravens quarterback. Listen up. The Ravens certainly are just stirring the pot at this point, right? Is that what we figure? You had a press conference yesterday where they wanted to talk just about the draft itself. Well, most of the reporters, rightfully so, be like, hey, forget about the draft. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson and you getting him signed. Well, they said we're not talking about that today. It is about the draft. So then it turns right away to, all right, well, you have a first-round draft pick. What would you say if you wanted to draft a quarterback? Now, some organizations would say, look, Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. We're going to get him signed. We just don't have him under sign. We just don't have him under contract just yet, but eventually that's going to take place. We're really not looking quarterback in the first few rounds of the draft, but the Ravens come out and say, hey, you know what? There's some really good quarterbacks in this draft. We have four grades on quarterbacks that we think will be in the top 31, so we owe it to ourselves to evaluate them. And if a quarterback is on the board when we draft, sure, we might take them here. So it seems like that saga is going on and on and on with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, will they draft a quarterback? We don't know. I guess you have to say that to try to put leverage between yourself and Lamar Jackson and also from other NFL franchises. When you sit back to yourself and say, will they actually draft a quarterback? And maybe you can get a better draft pick because of that. My goodness, Ravens, get it together. TMA's up next with Ben Stacey. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 